gangsters, what's up guys? joined by some very special people but first i gotta get to my main guy frankie g it feels so good to be back we got a lot to talk about with loki how you doing buddy i'm pretty good man how about yourself i'm really looking forward to this episode because we finally got um you know we've had emmy winners on the show we've had directors on the show it feels like we've been able to get every big guest we want, but the hardest booking guest we oh finally God. got here. Give it up for Alf954, host of Hangover Time, our personal friend, and I'm sure he has no idea what he's on right now, but welcome, Alf. Hey, this is Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Welcome to the Miami Heat Beat postgame show, Hangover Time. That's, Rest, no, wait, no. that's no different no. different ones. what's everybody this drink oh, this God. no see yeah even melody didn't like that uh what? this isn't moose at the movies this is we we got we finally got you on stream beat so is there like a loki cutout thing where i talk through the whole like what's going on oh we should have no. done that oh. why is there nobody watching audio this? medium i was well, actually really caught is... off guard because i thought that was actually bobby portis but hey Alf. oh i'm pretty good Oh, that's and that other voice you're hearing is uh, our guy, Thanks Christian. Thanks for the subs, by the way. Oh, sorry. I'm all, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all. Well, actually, I'm, I'm not allowed to do that. It's already no, very inside. It's been a long uh, season. <laughs> well, that's real quick for the uh, – because this is an uh, audio-only medium at the moment. We don't have a brass to, to help us Why out with the visuals. Why am I wearing pants? He's got a Marvel I mean, shirt on. He brought the he why brought are Marvel you? shirt I'm not. on and ready for this show. Yeah. Christian okay, is so only that, wearing a tie. Yeah, so we no, got Christian. It's, it's my mouth cover thing. It's not even a tie. Oh, I thought he was just doing like a survivor bandana type thing. Um, okay, but we got Christian. We got Alf. Obviously, Frankie's here. Y'all know me, Moose, the host and uh, one of the co-founders of a stream beat along with Frankie. But listen, we don't have any in the news. We don't have any of that shit because we have taken a bunch of time off watching loki really the schedule change kind of fucked us up the episodes dropping on God wednesday really really the, ruined it for us that's but the that means we get to do a real deep dive on the entire series frankie probably i'm gonna go ahead and say it my favorite marvel series uh i want to go around the room and just get everyone's general opinion on the series as a whole before we kind of start digging a little bit deeper into it so uh alf as our esteemed guest let me let me just throw it to you just your general thoughts on loki as a as a series overall how'd you feel about the show and what were you expecting actually going into it i mean i kind of got what i was expecting i think i knew it was kind of going to be a mind fuck for the most part am i allowed to curse on this show yep all right so i figured it was going to be like a mind fuck the the trailers looked, uh, you know, really, you know, 
trailer. Like convoluted, like it was going to be a little bit trippy. And that's kind of what it was. Um, I guess like the only episode I didn't like was Lamentous. Um, but then I realized I drank too much the first time I watched it. <laughs> and I fell asleep through large portions. Like I remember talking to you guys. Like I I I got to like episode five and realized I slept through like all of episode four and half of episode three. So like oh it, it took a couple of watches for me because I kept watching them after hangover times at like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was just a terrible idea. So I've had to I had to watch every episode like twice. Um, but the second time it was a really good show. The first time it didn't make any sense. Um, but that had to do with the naps. But no, overall, like a really good show. It, I, it was what I expected, and even a little bit more. Um, there's like aspects to Marvel Comics that are super trippy, super like you know, way way beyond Captain America, the first Avenger, and they're like getting into that shit. And that is like me, middle school nerd comic book collector let's fucking go like i love that shit so yes yeah, so yeah, they're ready. hitting you right in the feels they're tapping oh, yeah. into exactly your fandom yeah, yeah christian exactly. I, I know you're a big marvel guy you've been on the pod before and and you've uh told us all about it but i also know that you're a big loki guy so give me your your uh takeaway on loki the series yeah, definitely a huge Loki guy. But in general, I thought it was really great. Um, I, obviously, it's it's really easy to compare um, all of these, you know, Disney Plus series that came out after Endgame to each other. Obviously, because this is you know Marvel's continuation of the universe into whatever they're going to be doing with these future movies. But I mean, I, I I thought I agree with you that I thought Loki was the best series they've done so far. Um, and for me, probably the biggest reason is that I, I found a common theme among these different series from WandaVision to Falcon and the Winter Soldier that they kind of started a little bit slow. Um, and I think in that regard, probably WandaVision was the best just because we literally had no idea what was going on. And so obviously that kept you engaged. But, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki both did a lot of story building in the first couple episodes, which definitely did kind of have it drag. But I like that Loki... Loki, like, by the end of the second episode, we had kicked in. Because I believe it was the end of the second episode is when they introduced Sylvie. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, now there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of intrigue. And from there, it just went off running. Uh, I disagree with Alf. I really loved the Lamentous episode. especially. I certainly liked it. I know, I know. And you were drunk. I, yeah, I totally get it. I think Blade Runner 2049 is the worst movie ever made. It's because I was watching it when I was way too drunk. You know, it's, it's it happens. You know, it's you shouldn't right. watch movies that way. It's and, and it's not the worst movie though. ever made. It's just really fucking bad. It's bad, though, right? It's not just me. Yeah. It's not just I was that drunk, right? Like that movie, it's like right. slow. The music, the loud noises, like, and also I, I was watching it in one of those theaters where they recline the seats and they like bring you the food, dude. You can't, you can't uh, watch a movie like that. It's too you can't get too comfy. comfy. I can't, can't get too do comfy. that shit. I need the sticky floors. I need to sit upright. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. The sticky floors, especially, they ground you. You know. Yeah, exactly. I need the black people yelling at the the uh, characters. Uh, don't go in there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like no one yells in those comfy theaters. I need the yelling. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of enjoying watching it at home and not having that experience. Frankie, I'm going to throw it over to you. Give me your Loki thoughts. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was uh, the the biggest difference that I found funny to me that Loki ha is having a season two. Spoiler alert! If you didn't uh, end credit scene. But Loki's having a fucking season two, and it felt like the most complete story. Yes. Still, like yes. It, it had the best finale. It kept you moving forward. It kept the story moving forward. It told a complete story, a whole arc uh, for all these characters. And you felt like you want more, but you felt like you saw a lot. 
and this and this mm -hmm. th they finally did a ballsy thing and this is gonna have big fucking uh results on on the whole mcu with the, with the multiverse the a big part of phase four is gonna be multiverse they're t they're obviously telling two stories uh with black widow with uh captain america uh, falcon and the winter soldier they're telling the dark avengers thunderbolts whatever that's going to be called um and then they're also telling the multiverse of madness with dr strange wandavision loki uh spider-man they're they're blending these two stories and this is what happens in the comics like you you have multiple storylines going on and the characters tie have their own stories in their own comics and then they'll some of them will team up and join and and, and their stories will overarch into a big event and this is you have two big events going on one for the grounded characters which i love because a lot of those stories can be told really well and really interesting and and keep it down to earth and then you also have the fantastic sci-fi shit of the multiverse and and the 15 different spider-mans and into the spider-verse and all that shit i love all that shit and loki and wandavision have brought us closer to that and all these easter eggs that are coming out that you know the loki uh Wa uh wandavision sync up of the finales like all this shit going oh, on we'll, and, we'll get and, to that because i can't it, believe someone figured that out yeah <laughs> it, no but loki was fantastic uh i didn't really have a low point uh, I mean, uh, I would say the well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Save, 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 save that. We're gonna, we're gonna get to that. Uh, I want to get into like all everyone's high moments, low moments, and all that. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but I, I do want to say just as a whole in general because I'm so glad you said it, Frankie, that this was the most complete show. This truly felt like we were watching, and I don't mean this in any bad way, but this was a television series. They, they told us a complete narrative in one season while still leaving things open for season two. Hey, What's going on? you guys on? hear that? Someone cooking something? Yeah, like a plane just flew by. Oh, shit. Well, no idea. Anyways. Cut that um, brass. That, we don't have a brass. That, that's <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that I out, brass. Know. But what, but what I love about Loki so much, Alf, is that on paper, this show should not work. If, if, think about it. Everything that they did when it comes to introducing a major character in the very last episode, yeah. uh, which you normally don't do that. You normally don't introduce somebody that's going to be so integral in your next thing. Shout out Mephisto. Yes. And what I love about that, that <laughs> thank you. What I love about that last episode as well is that when you really break it down, it's reading you the directions of what this next phase is going to be. And there's nothing about that that should be entertaining. But because we have already been so invested in these characters throughout the entire series, I mean, even starting off like what Christian said, just going straight into it with not too much of a backstory. You know, we didn't waste too much time setting up everything. It just kind of hit the ground running. Nothing about this show should work. And yet we were all highly anticipating every Wednesday night and just stuck at our seats, glued to these characters. What What do you think it was about that? I Really, I think it was the performances by the actors and the dialogue. Like the dialogue was just really fucking good. And everybody who played their role played the shit out of their role. Like yeah. every the hunters, uh, the I forget hunter B, B something, the one who yeah. one who got her mind erased. Yeah, B fifteen. Uh, she was amazing. 
right? And she's from yeah. that one show. I can't remember with the bunnies and shit um, <laughs> on Amazon Prime. If you haven't watched that show, I'm going to look it up when I'm not talking. Uh, it's really good, and she's excellent in it. Uh, excellent in it. Uh, the other hunter with the, the black girl who looked like the lady from Nightcore. Yeah. No, not Ravonna Renslayer. The one who looked like the lady from Nightcart. Um, uh, she was awesome. She was like, it's true. It's all true. Yeah. Renslayer was awesome. Uh, I mean, Owen Wilson, yeah. come on. Get the fuck out of here. Um, oh, he Who Remains, uh, Kang, whatever you want to call him. He was amazing. Like, yes. if it was anybody else, I don't know how enthralled I would have been at that final speech. Like, right. I would have, it might have been some eye rolls in there, but the whole time I'm like, Oh my God! What is he saying? What does he mean? Oh, this is amazing! And like, even uh, Sylvie was awesome. Like, it just overall, like top to bottom, the casting was incredible. Like, even what's the um, the nerdy clerk at the TVA? Oh, it was like, oh yeah, we get a lot of those talking about Infinity Stones. Like, it was just so yeah. fucking that was a good. From the good place, at Pillboy. Yeah, just yes. yeah, exactly. He's Pillboy. So it was just it it would to me. It would not have worked without the performances, which kind of goes back to everything about the MCU, right? Like, if it wasn't for the... Like, they just get top-notch actors to do these yeah. roles, where in the past, like, you like, you don't you don't get the best actor in the world to play a superhero. Like, it's kind of corny, but I feel like Robert Downey Jr., like, set the tone, and since then, like, it, you have to be a good actor to pull the shit off, because at the end of the day, most of this is really dumb. Look, you had Richard E. Grant in tights and some Hanes boxers out there for, you know, but he stole the show. He stole the show, you know? But that's what I'm saying. The the, the performances were just amazing, top to bottom. And I think that's what was – you're able to do – different things you know when when you just have the when you when your actors are just totally bought in and selling the shit out of it right that i think that's why it worked yeah i think that's a great point alf that magnanimous uh willy wonka performance that we got for uh for kang at the end um it's the only way that you stayed glued to what is entirely like a 10 minute monologue and and christian i'm gonna go to you because i know you're a big action guy and Frankie alluded to this earlier that these are a little bit quieter and smaller moments. Whereas in this finale, we finally got what I wanted WandaVision to be, which was that the final battle wasn't. Well, you didn't get big, Mephisto. Well, we didn't get Mephisto, but the final battle wasn't this big duel in the sky or these big powers against each other. No, it was it was this quiet moment within the dialogue that really, you know, it felt like it. It felt like it hurt more than had they thrown punches and shit. But as for you, I know you're highly into those big spectacle action scenes. Did it did it deliver the same punch for you, I guess? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I definitely think that, I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is one giant action movie. Like, yeah, they like to do the, you know, the the, the, the comedy and, and the light humor and stuff like that, but it's a giant action movie, you know? So, obviously, at the culmination of anything that they do, you're always expecting a massive battle or, you know, some kind of really intense action. So, I thought it was an incredible change of pace, the way that they decided to end Loki. And and going back to what you were saying before, Musabai, you were talking about how, you, you know, you, you were kind of caught off guard that, the show was executed as well as it was considering really it was just really introducing you to what they're really going to be doing in phase four. But mm-hmm. I, I would say that 
I think the reason it was so well executed is because the guy who gave you all those answers, Jonathan Majors, did an unbelievable job as yes. what I would imagine he was most likely the MCU's version of Immortus, you know, which yes. uh, which is a character from the, which is a version of Kang from the comics um, that essentially is you know the one waiting at the end of time and essentially keeping everything in an ebb and flow. So you know, it, it it really it does seem like they're taking bits from probably two or three different um, story arcs within the comics, kind of like what Frankie referenced. And what's really cool is that I think they've made a very clear delineation now and that they're going to give you like one aspect of the MCU that's more of like a more traditional action movie, spy movie, almost like a Jason Bourne type aesthetic. And they're going to give you the multiverse side, the pure magic, craziness, everything, giant spectacle. You know, they're clearly, and I would imagine by the next Avengers movie, we'll see those two sides culminate in some way, you know, that will push the whole story forward. But I'm I mean, also very have... excited, and just the, the last thing real quick, super no, no, pumped go. that there's a Loki season two, because that tells me that he is clearly going to be an integral part of the next phase, and I love uh, Tom Hiddleston, so I'm just a big fan of that in general. Yeah, I'm super excited for season two. Um, really quick, just shout out to the director, uh, Katie Heron, who did an, uh, an incredible job with the entire first season. The only reason she's not coming back for the second season is because they decided really, really, really late that they were going to do a second season. And it actually changed the um, the finale. The finale was going to be a much bigger, grandiose fight, and you would only see Jonathan Majors in the post credit. And then they changed it completely that Jonathan oh. Majors is going to lead this finale um it it worked and it felt earned you know like i mean they could have done the big battle it's not something i wanted but this show in particular it felt so much more poignant to stick the landing and be um consistent to what they were setting up i keep going back to that lamentous episode where it's it's the dialogue between the two characters that is pushing the narrative along. And that's what I wanted in the finale. Uh, Alf, it looked like you wanted, you wanted to push back on, on something. No, no, no. I agree with you that it was, um, it, it, it was a, it was a perfect ending. And because I feel like this, this series is more cerebral um, than let's yes. say a Captain America, Falcon and winter soldier, which was, which was fast and furious with with a jetpack. It, it was <laughs> like, and whatever it was fine. Like, but they, they do need to burn that uh that Captain America suit that uh, yes. Falcon was wearing at the end. Like, listen, if there's <laughs> like any, if somehow the multiverse can fix that flaming dumpster fire, please do. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was way more cerebral. So to have a fight at the end, like honestly, I was getting tired of the dagger fights in the first place. <laughs> like, yes, right, okay, right. Like, it's not Game yeah. of Thrones, like. And and that was another part of my whole issue with the one of the issues I had with the series was the power inconsistency, and we've talked about this in our chats. Like, just sometimes I'm like, I don't know how powerful Loki is because in one episode he stopped a building from falling, but you <laughs> know, right, walked yeah. walked leisurely through a de- like float your ass over there. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm just thinking like if you are powerful enough to stop a fucking building. From falling, like you shouldn't have hand to hand combat with Kree guards. Like, I'm sorry, but or need to I, power up by holding Sylvie or some shit. Yeah, like, listen, <laughs> just like that's why I was happy they didn't have a fight because I'm really fucking tired of the fights in Loki. Like, that's yeah. one thing they did terribly. 
the action was terrible in Loki. And if you want to go to low points, we can talk about that. I didn't like the actions. I didn't like the fight sequences. Like they were like really slow and laboring sometimes. And it looked like people practice. You know how they they show you the behind the scenes when they're practicing oh, yeah. the fight. That's what and they're, they're real actually moving like. so much slower. Like people yeah. don't realize it. It's just sped <laughs> up because of camera angles and shit. But then, then, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like the real fight scenes in Loki kind of look like they were practicing. And I was right. like, okay, get to the fucking good parts. Like just sit down and talk. Right. Um, Frankie, before we get into like high and low moments, because I do want to get there next, I just wanted to hit on something Christian was saying earlier and throw it to you because. This show, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier, where it's like, how the hell did they pull this off? It shouldn't work. Of all the shows that we were afraid, well, it's just going to be trying to sell the next movie. It's not going to be, you know, anything that can stand on its own. No, this thing stand on its own, but it's also setting up what is going to be like the next 10 films. And we can already see just the outlines of how it's all going to connect. And to like what Christian said, eventually join up into what is another big Marvel project. You being more involved in the comics and knowing a little bit more back like that, where do you think we're heading right now? Because you you have a better idea at that than I normally do. Uh, well, in, in this case of the storyline, I definitely feel like it's, and it's been teased since the beginning. They mentioned it briefly in the first episode. But I, th- I think we're going to get like a Secret Wars kind of event. Um, I, I don't think we'll get to the full aspect of the comics and stuff. But this is why uh, you might get uh, Chris Evans back for a role as an alternate uh, Captain America. You might get Robert Downey Jr. as an alternate um uh, I'm, and you might get all the and you get, likes that. Yeah, you're, you're getting all these uh, rumored Spider-Man in in uh, multiverse of Mad- uh, and not multiverse of Mad- in uh, the next Spider-Man movie, Far From Home. And, uh, like you're you have all this setup as all these alternate versions of characters, alternate storylines, and you don't really have to introduce them. They did all these variants Loki's in this episode in, in this series. You had the kid Loki, you had the old man Loki, you had the um my, what was his my, mighty loki i don't remember what what his uh title was but black you have loki you can say black loki <laughs> you can say it you can say it <laughs> loki with the hammer i think it was <laughs> boastful loki boastful loki there you go oh, black loki. oh come on come on <laughs> no but you have you have uh precedent to set this storyline up of the multiverse battle and then con uh ending with um yeah, like an alt, uh, like a one storyline uh, universe, which is how they tie in that, how they brought Miles Morales in the comics to the main uh, Marvel universe and stuff like that. And you can do a whole bunch of stuff like that. You can have a universe where Peter Parker dies and you get Miles Morales there and bring him over. You can do the same exact story in the comics. But what we've seen MCU do time and time again is take some inspiration from the comics and go their own direction. You know, they don't tell the full story of the comics. It's not a pure adaptation. Never is. It can't uh, be. It can't be. It can't be. Like if you remember, like Marvel on Marvel onslaught, where it was basically the entire Marvel universe, um, yeah. you know, in one storyline where Professor X and Magneto merged. Like to tell that story, it took place over like a hundred comics. Yes. Like you just can't do like even Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War. Uh, basically, those two storylines plus a couple others made up Infinity War and Endgame as far as the movies are concerned. But, you know, it, it was based on the Infinity Gauntlet comic, but, you know, they brought in some elements of some different storylines yeah. and the, the the eventual Infinity War. So it's almost impossible to tell some of these comic book stories in, inside of one movie or even 10 years of MCU. 
Yes. Like it, it literally covered like the early '90s Marvel comics. Yeah. Like literally, that that was all it covered, and that, it took ten years of movies to do that. Oh, and that's, but again, you to, hope these Marvel Disney Plus shows are kind of like tie-in comics, like how they use it to, to tell the side stories and like how they get to the big events. But you know, Feige's also made made a precedent that you know you're not going to have to watch these Disney Plus shows to to enjoy the movies and to understand what's going on. It's just better understanding, which is exactly what tie-in comics do. It just helps you, gives you more details, branches out the story a little more, and the and like it rewards you for reading more. Um, comics and more storylines. So, th- like Disney, these Disney Plus shows are just going to be um, helping expand the Marvel universe and and be a, a, another outsource, just like the tie-in comics were are in the, in the you know comic book world. Uh, but I think I think they're they they have so much like uh, storyline to go to, and you know now that they're branching out, like you have a Loki in the the main Marvel universe and the main storyline that died in Infinity War. And and then you have one that spun out off of Endgame. And the this this doesn't cheapen that first Loki's death because he you felt he had his whole whole journey. That guy was in like ten movies. Uh, he had his whole and journey. Two different Lokis at this point. And there's two different Lokis. Like all these people complaining online about oh this cheapens it. This this first doesn't. of all anybody who complains about that shit doesn't understand comic books. Exactly. Nobody nobody dies. <laughs> like, nobody, nobody dies. Nobody not, actually. Not dies. even comic book, but it's also just again this kind of goes back to like television 101. You have to want to root for your main character, even if he's a bad guy, like Walter White. So like they had to kind of redeem him in a sense for you to want to stick around and push him to reach his change at the end. Um, uh, Frankie, I I just want to go back to something you were saying earlier where uh, this is going to start to set up Miles Morales coming in and all those things. I I just I'm hoping I am waiting for this Spider-Man fucking trailer. I think they were waiting for Loki because now the multiverse is open. Secrets out. It's confirmed. Now tell me what's going to happen in Spider-Man. Uh, I just wanted to get that in there because I'm, I'm jonesing for it. I'm checking the internet every day, and all we're getting is more Eternal stuff. Which, by the way, I wouldn't be shocked to see Jonathan Majors in Eternals. That would be dope. I think I think we're gonna see him slowly pop up in more projects moving forward. Like whether Thanos at the piece. end of every MCU movie for yeah. a exactly, exactly. Um, and another thing that I wanted to touch on before we move because we're getting into favorite. High moments and low moments of the show, but I think the Disney Plus series, something that is I'm taking away from Loki, and I hope they are too, is I think Disney Plus is going to be their opportunity to really build out the villains because yeah. you don't get enough time to really create a good villain in their feature film. And if it's just one and they're not going to stick around, I think in Disney Plus, you really get to go into the roots of the villain, and, and we're going to be heavily invested. In you know Jonathan Majors is Kang and all whatever variants we're gonna see throughout these next however many projects, but it all starts right here with Disney Plus. Us getting this intimate up close introduction to them. I hope this is something that we see moving forward with the rest of their villains because that's something that Marvel has been lacking in their films. One hundred percent. You've gotten a, a villain that is gonna carry over in every uh, series so far, and Agatha. Um, and Kang, and then and and John Walker, two of them you love because they're they're awesome, and then John Walker you just hate because he's a fucking dickhead and you, and you want him to lose. Punchable but face. The, 
most punchable face in the in the world. But they have they got all, Captain White privilege here. <laughs> they they got all these great villains and they're building flat and fleshing out these these stories and you're able to tell more into into their side. You know, most of the villains that the great villains we've seen in the MCU are like had had half of that movie dedicated to them in Thanos and uh, and Thanos had more like a bunch of teasers for years and he and and he had a whole Infinity Wars all Thanos and and tying in characters that you've already met uh, along the way and Killmonger. then uh, Killmonger you you got you have to base these so much of your movie off of them while also in introducing an ensemble cast most of the time right. in these origin films yeah so it's, it's tough but I, I like that they ha- they didn't kill any of these guys off. That's one of my other problems that the MCU fucking kills off the the good villains too quickly. Uh, we had Loki's another great one, obviously, uh, but, but they let these characters live. Like Killmonger was a great villain, and they kill him off in the fucking first film. I don't know if that was <laughs> that was agreed upon or whatever, but man, that's that's a waste of a fucking villain. I I couldn't agree with you more. I, I want to keep this going. Let's move into uh, high moments and low moments, just right off the top. Alf, I'm going to throw it to you. Off the top of your head, I know low moment might be Lamentus. Is that where you want to go for there? Well, low moment, listen, I did like Lamentus, all right? No, you already said it. We got it on tape, so. But what I did (laughs) not like in Lamentus was that final run around the city scene. Because it felt, yes, because I felt like I was on on line for a ride at Universal, and they were, like, setting up the ride for me. Let's run here. Let's run there. And it was like that one camera shot. Like it was so, a wonder. You know how difficult that is? I don't it care. That might be my high moment. It could be super <laughs> difficult. It doesn't matter if I feel like I'm online for fucking back to the future. Like it just I did it did not it did nothing for me either time I watched it. Like I literally was or or kind of felt like a video game, like where I'm standing there and like I'm following, you know, like I'm did following. Did have a video game feel? I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah it was. It's, e- it's either setting it's up a, a ride at Universal or it was a a video game where I'm supposed to follow the story. It to me, it did nothing for me. The high moment, I feel like I'm going to be redundant, so I'm not going to use my real high moment. I'm going to use that for uh, my favorite character or my favorite performance. My high moment was the uh, Raxon. Was it uh, the the the? Oh yeah, yeah. Raxon, Raxon. Raxon Rax. No, the, yeah, the the department store in the future when yes. you know there was oh, a storm yes. coming. Yes. I loved like there was so much like tension and and anxiety and suspense built into that, you know, that whole I mean it took almost like the last 10 minutes of the episode. And it was to me that was one of the high points. Like it just showed it just got kind of was like for forewarning you like that this is going to be the feel of this series going forward there's like a lot of tension and anxiety and then also of course owen wilson mobius and loki when they were first sitting down and he was showing them basically this is your life that was just two actors just doing their fucking thing and it was awesome yeah those are those are excellent nominations uh even though you you hurt me with that one shot man that's so difficult to do it go back and watch it go back go back and watch how like i literally my jaw dropped during the episode because i knew how technically difficult that is to do yeah and then i started watching it frame by frame yeah well all right but good nonetheless christian your high low moments um okay definitely the high moment was the I guess I guess what would be the final battle of the series, which was between Loki and Sylvie. Um, yeah. I thought by far that was the best moment in the series. I thought it was the culmination of what had gradually been taking place with our main Loki, 
um, throughout the entire series in terms of really finding a true righteous cause to live his life for, which, you know, basically his whole life he'd been scheming, the god of mischief, you know, blaming all his problems on other things out of his control when really there was, you know, a protagonist in there all along. And I think it's going to, clearly he's going to be some kind of protagonist in phase four of the MCU. So I thought that final, that, that whole scene was just great. Him trying to, to reason with Sylvie down to the big moment where he's like, the issue, the main problem is that you can't trust and I can't be trusted. And it was like, it was that just a very fundamental breaking point between them. And mm-hmm. I think on some level, he probably knew that she was going to deceive him in that moment. Um, but at the same time, you could tell that he loved himself, which also I thought was one of the just great themes of the show in general, that the only it person was wild, that, but you buy into it. Known him, <laughs> that he ends up truly caring for is himself, which I think is just ironic in so many ways. But uh, I thought for me, that was definitely the high moment of the series. In retrospect, the low moment was the first episode because I feel like it was totally inconsequential, especially considering a lot of what we thought we were learning in the first episode ended up not being true. So it was just like a giant misdirect. I do think that if they're going to continue to do these series, like, and it's like, it's not like there were meaningful callbacks to anything in that first episode either, at least not that I can remember. If they're going to keep doing these series, they got to figure out a way to not make the beginning of the series such a drag. Wow, I'm, I'm going to touch on that is a point. Strong word on that. Uh, it, it's strong, but it's, this, it's, 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 you asked for a low. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But That's honestly, fair. that that whole animated TVA introduction was like 75 percent true, kind right? But no, the original, timekeepers. Was, but they like, so it was like, like a bit kind of, of the point though. You you can't you can't give away the secrets of the no, first. No, Christian wanted him to say, and then Kang came. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This is you and Mephisto. They're like, oh, the bad guys are lying <laughs> That's to completely me. Different. The bad guys are lying to me. I didn't get what I wanted. Now it's both now the shoes no, on the other Everyone understands player. the Mephisto thing. By the way, I loved that TVA animation thing in the first episode. I thought that was really cool. Like, I think the the art direction for the show, having that madman 70s, 50s style, like just I thought it was beautiful. Frankie, high low moments. And shout out to Miss Minutes, Tara Strong. I was going to say, super underrated part of the show is Miss Minutes. And she may be the biggest villain. Who knows? Mephisto. She was the biggest (laughs) villain because she scared the fuck out of me in the finale. She scared the fuck out of me in the finale. Everyone was saying that on Twitter, yeah. That scene was great. Like, that That scene of of her talking to them before they finally see Kang. Because it felt way more ominous going into yeah. the interaction after after that scene yo her trying to sell them like you guys you can kill thanos you guys can rule the the galaxy and rule you time have it all she did such a fucking <laughs> it was a little job. bit like yeah like mr towley we kind of felt a little exactly. like mr. Towley. <laughs> she did such a fucking good job just being that yeah, fucking... she, was, she was great i can't wait for them to bring her back in season two Absolutely. there's 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 so much more, more there that they are setting up yeah. Um, my little moment, um, I I can I, I'm struggling to think of one. Uh I, I would probably say the the uh, like early on it was too dialogue heavy. Like I, I wasn't seeing enough to, to that really you know you know like it, in enhanced the viewing experience for me. Um 
you know, I like I like I enjoyed the first episode. I felt like in episode like three, it kind of dragged a little bit just because it was too much talking and just character developing, uh, relationship developing between them, and like not enough really, not enough juice was flowing throughout that episode. Um, and but I loved that the the finale like f- I felt like it was a fucking peak. It felt like there was a peak. It, uh, like we had this problem. We talked about Wandavision. Uh, we keep bringing it back, but like that show peaked when Pietro showed up. And yeah. then no, it, it all, man. No, 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 no. What? Like yeah. have you, that well, not, last not Pietro, that season but, finale? No, no, it, like, it like peaked an interest. Like okay, your, your I, interest, I get you, I but that I, season, I understand what Frankie's saying because I that season I agree finale is underrated in my opinion. No, like, I, I I don't think it's awful. I, I, like I'm, I'm not with Moose. I, I don't think it was awful. I think it was. I don't it was think good, it was awful, but, but I haven't gone back to Moose. How many times have you watched it? I watched it twice. Okay, because the second time I watched, it, I was like, "Oh, this shit is dope." The I first time twice, I watched, it, I was like, "That's it," but I thought I really liked it the second time around. I watched it twice, but I haven't had. But any you also like the lamentous chase scene, so I do. <laughs> I like the entire lamentous episode. I thought it was great. You also like perfect. Job, so your yeah, again, I can't do that here. Stop setting me up, <laughs> Frankie. Uh, okay, so so no, your turn. Your what'd turn. What you decide? Your, your highs and lows. Okay, my highs and lows. Uh, Listen, you guys went through a lot of them. So I, I'm just going to go ahead and say that my high, well, I'll start with my low. My, my low, I'll all agree that the, my, yeah, I'll agree that my low is, um, is the first episode. Although I enjoyed it way more than you guys did. And I thought that it was setting up the entire series. I definitely thought it was going to be like a buddy cop thing by the end of the first episode. Okay. So I agree that it was, there was some misdirection there. But I also it had me really engaged, and I felt that it moved faster than the other series. Kind of like what Christian was saying earlier, where it hit the ground running. There wasn't too much narrative built up. It was just this is the story we're going with it, and I personally really liked that as, as a first episode. Yeah. Um. Now my high moment, I, really, I I just have to go with the entire lamentous episode. Like I I thought it was perfect. I was so thrown off by the reaction online because without that episode you don't care about the change or the fact that um sylvie's gonna betray loki like that episode is where you decide okay i'm in on this ride and i'm rooting for such and such outcome without that episode the the next two episodes just don't hit you the same way except for the chase scene Chase scene was broke, and I heard the director talk about how long it took her to to film that. It was incredible. She probably just shouldn't have done it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well let's 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 wrap let's wrap up our Loki stuff with. How do you walk that slowly through the desert and still be able to lift the fucking building? (laughs) Like, come on, man! Like, listen, power inconsistency bothers me to no end, and the fact that Loki was in hand to hand combat with these fucking lames. When he could have just like sh- like shooed them away with telekinesis, but anyway, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't totally disagree with you, Alf. I don't think that that it's like the biggest thing to be against, though, because I do think that they did a good job of at least explaining that the other variations of Loki are, you know, just as powerful. Like it kind of opened up his mind to. He even said it. I, I we didn't realize how powerful we are. You know, and once Until the once building's going to fall on him. Well, yeah, that was a little. Well, dumb, I mean, the other thing too is they did kind of reveal that the different Lokis, a lot of them have different powers, also because like like I know that Loki can 
can uh, kind of, uh, what's the word? Um, he can kind of like uh, make the, ah, I'm not sure. Illusions? No, illusions. Thank you. Illusions. The main Loki that we've always known operates with illusions, and he is an Asgardian or whatever. He's, you know, he's a, he's a dark elf or whatever. Frost giant, whatever. Um, so he clearly has some strength from that. But, like, I, I believe Sylvie had a different set of power. She could actually enchant things. She could manipulate people, which I don't believe. Like, Loki, the Loki we know manipulates with illusions. Like, she actually right. seems to have actual, like, manipulation powers, which seemed a little bit different. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's fair. Um, kind of zoned out there for a little while. Listen, <laughs> I uh, I just want to wrap this one up with MVP of the series. Whatever you thought was just, what's your takeaway as the best moment, performance, character, whatever it is for you that you thought was the MVP of the series. And as a follow-up, what are you hoping comes back in season two that you'd like to see answered or just if you have a theory for season two and we'll go ahead and kick it around. I'm going to go the opposite way this time. And Frankie, I'm going to start with you. Um, I say MVP uh, is Jonathan Majors uh, because he stole the show in the last, in the finale. If the finale doesn't hit as hard as it did, uh, we are not ex- as excited about Loki as we are. And we're not as excited about the future of the MC- MCU as we are. We, you know, for he, I know he's been casted in other things, and he's he's said to have done a great job in other th- roles. I haven't seen him in anything, and this was my first introduction as him. And he was fucking stole the show. He was engaging. He was uh, enthusiastic. Like to to keep your intention, your attention at four in the fucking morning, and and your yeah. enthusiasm. Uh, with just dialogue, with no action, just dialogue, and it's like instructional dialogue. Yeah, because it's it's explaining to you something that if you're not invested in is holy shit can that be boring yes and it was it was most for the most part it was a monologue because loki and sylvie were just there listening as well and all of us were like just fucking blown away by him um the low you just mvp you want us to do MVP and what do you want to see come back MVP your own fucking show frankie Come was he on, about man. to give us his low moment? Come yeah, on, yeah, another low moment, moment, man. Again. Low moment right now. Um, <laughs> I would say I want to see Miss Minutes come back for sure, and I want to see Mobius get his fucking jet ski. <laughs> that that's all I need. Very important. That's very important. Al, and more variants. I want more variants for like all the characters. I want. Oh, fucking, we definitely will. I want the multiverse at fucking max. I, I definitely um, think that's coming for season two. Hit me up. My MVP, like I wanted to, I want to say Mobius. I want to say uh, he who who remains, um, but really, uh, like my one of my favorite moments. My favorite moment was Richard Grant as classic Loki, like him yes. getting his his uh, what, what what did he say at the end? Uh, my glorious purpose. purpose. Like yeah. that was just amazing. Yeah. Like it just, you so felt good. good for him because he felt like a coward, and he felt like you know he just felt like a failure. And you just felt for the character, which is hard to feel for a Loki at all. Um, yeah. But you felt in for those him and, tights too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he just he just delivered the shit out of that performance. So yeah, to me that was like he was MVP for me. Like he, I think that is an excellent selection. Yeah. And then what, what I want to see come back, um, Renslayer. And I'm yes. of course I want to see how big of a role she's going to play in the Marvel universe because that is actually like I was trying to read up on her a little bit before the show. 
Um, I was like, did they just make up this character? It's actually a character who has ties to Kang, yep. ties to Asgard. Um, so it's a it's a pretty cool character. I'd like to see her back. Um, and I want to see how much like does she just come back for Loki season two, or is she interwoven in some of these other because she she's out there trying she to go could find, be. trying to she find she could Kang. be interwoven. So. She's gonna be popping up here and there, so that's gonna be cool to see. And yeah, Mobius, that's... like what happens to Mobius next? So yeah. that, I, I I just don't want to see them not like I don't want to wait to season two to see some of these characters again. Well, I think for most of them, you're going to have to wait for season two. But then Damn again, it. I'm not Kevin Feige. I have no idea. You know, uh, Christian MVP. What do you want to see for season two? Ooh, uh, OK. I mean, MVP, it was definitely Jonathan Majors. Like, there's just no about that. But my favorite moment by far was finding out why they had to terminate Kid Loki's reality. And it was because he killed Thor, which I thought was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was but, funny, um, yeah. No, I, might, I think the thing I'm looking most forward to in season two, probably Alligator Loki. I hope he makes a return. No, but, <laughs> but if he doesn't, um, I do want to see what happens with Sylvie. Um, I do think that there's a lot more there that is going to be come back to in the future. I still believe the Nexus event, there's more to it than just they were supposed to be the people that ran the TVA, whatever. I don't believe that. I truly believe that they are going to reunite at some point in the future, and something they do together is going to have a massive consequence. So I am excited to see what they do with Sylvie in the future. Yeah, that that I definitely agree. I think something big is going to be happening with Sylvie. Um, and I could see a situation where they do Renslayer being the big bad for Loki season two, maybe not so much in films because I do think she could be, you know, woven into the films like Alf was saying, but I think, I think we're setting her up to be the main villain for, you know, the foreseeable future of this series. Yeah. And uh, Frankie, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the comics, I believe uh, Ravona was Kang's love interest, right? Yep. Yes, she was. So that's why I feel like she's going to find Kang. Yeah, that and she says yeah. she says um at the end she says I'm gonna go look for the one who uh, who can grant me free will. No, she said I'm going because she said there's only one person who has free yes, will. That's He's the I'm only saying. person, and then she says I'm going I'm on the search for free will. So yeah. she's looking for Kang. So I would feel like it'd be weird if you don't see her again. Absolutely. And um, and to back that up a little bit more, we can we can kind of suspect. Yeah, I know. We can kind of suspect <laughs> that. Um, Miss Minutes was delivering a message from one of those Kang variants, maybe to her saying, Hey, come find me. I got the answers. Yep. It's gonna, yep. it's, I, I think her character and Mobius are both gonna be very interesting. And that's what I'm saying. I'd rather they not just wait until, uh, you know, the next Loki season to, you know, expand upon them a little bit more. Can we share that's our fair. favorite theories? Well, hold, hold on, because I want to get my MVP real quick. Oh, sorry. Oh, you guys, I thought you went. My bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. You guys already said Jonathan Majors, and that's the obvious answer. That's where I would have gone had surprisingly nobody said that. So I'm going to go the other way. I got to give it to Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson's performance in this series is fucking incredible. He might be my new favorite wow. character of all these series. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, wow. But, wow. <laughs> Like, I didn't get to say it earlier because I forgot one of my high moments when Loki tells him, you're a variant, and you just have that one shot 
of Owen Wilson processing it and then realizing, oh, he's not being honest, but he sits back and he takes in the information. That's like it, he was so brilliant in this role and just really transforming himself in a way that he doesn't do in other roles. He wasn't this wow version of Owen Wilson. No, he became Mobius. And for my, you know, season two, what I want to see, give me Mobius's backstory. Give me more about him because I, I am all in on this Mobius '90s jet ski riding character. I fucking love it. There's so much potential there, man. And and with the, all the variants, they have so much potential for the goddamn MCU. Let's see it. Throw a, give me everything. I, and we got another member of the Young Avengers in Kid Loki. Every series yeah. we've gotten somebody. Let's keep it going. Well, they're definitely it. building out Young Avengers and and that other one, like the knockoff Avengers thing. Uh, I know that's more Black Widow, but Dark Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Which we saw our girl, uh, shout out Julia Louise Dreyfus. But Christian, really quick, before we move on to our last topic, um, you said there was a theory you wanted to throw out here. Actually, that was a a perfect introduction. And I'm not going to take credit for it. Uh, It was definitely a theory that I stumbled upon in the last few days, but it definitely connected a ton of dots. from many of the of the series that we've seen since Endgame. But basically, my theory, and the theory, the general theory, is that neither Kang the Conqueror nor Valentina, whatever the rest of her name is, are truly the big bads of this phase. And I believe that the true big bad is operating them both. And so that's my theory. What do you wow. think that is? Wow. Wow. So I think it's a I think it's another version of Kang, but like the assumption is that we you know the that Kang the Conqueror is going to be like the big bad, but I think it's actually a different version of Kang. That in the comics he actually is a variant that ends up in the 21st century and ends up I forget what his actual name is, but he ends up uh, being this big businessman who runs a Kang. Q-E-N-G Enterprises. And if you remember from the fifth episode of the series, when they were when they were in and when they were panning across the void, there was a collapsed tower that's that spelled Q-E-N-G. And I do not think that was a coincidence. So that is by far my favorite theory in terms of okay. I heard, I heard, I think I heard part of this theory. I don't know if it was the same person, but somebody mentioned that, and they also mentioned um in spider-man uh was it home a homecoming the avengers tower got bought out and they're like oh yes they tied it back what if that's kang buying who bought that out in the avengers tower Ooh, Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay well i mean that's actually from the comics kang enterprises is a company which stark Industries sold the old avengers tower located at 58th and broadway Ooh, i was looking this up while christian was talking no, he like knew that. it. He knew it. Alf knew this. Yeah, I just knew that off the top of my head. Nice. Uh, Alf, what about you? What's your favorite theory? I have not. You know, that's one thing I have not done with this series um, because the playoffs and life and God damn there's not enough time in the day. Um, I have not gone deep into, like, the theories. And uh, I, I'm just excited to hear what you guys are talking about. And honestly, I just don't want – uh, Moose to say it's Mephisto because I'm kind of tired of that shit. <laughs> well, but, I was going to say there is a way for this to all tie back to Mephisto. Okay. I mean, it, it really is. It's what, perfectly. If Kang is not the big bad, 
it's going to start getting that will get a little bit annoying to me because it's like every time there's a bad guy, no, there's one guy above him. You know, first it was Loki, but really it was Thanos pulling the strings. And now, right, no, right. it's not really Thanos, it's Kang pulling the strings. No, it's not really Kang, it's Dr. Doom. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, you're going to start to piss people off with that. And I, I like, agree. Like, in, in, I like, agree. in like 10 years, it's going to be the big bad is God. And like, it's just, <laughs> it's like okay. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they, I mean, basically, Kang, uh, he who remains was like a godlike character. So if you, and then fucking Infinity Stones didn't even work around him. So, like, how big and bad are we going to fucking get? Also, such a – I can't believe we didn't mention this earlier, but such a baller move by Kevin Feige and Marvel. The way that they brushed off the last 10 years by, like, oh, yeah, let's just throw some Infinity Stones in a drawer. That shit doesn't work here, bitch. We yeah. moved on to the big leagues now. <laughs> like, that was – it was such a, like I, – I can't even put it into words. It was just such a great what? way of saying, like, and we're guys, moving when on. We, when do we see Adam Warlock? Because – Guardians is that is that because if we're gar if I mean Warlock was Adam Warlock was a huge part of the Infinity Gauntlet Infinity War storylines, uh, so without Infinity Stones, it's going to be interesting to see how they use Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. Do you remember at the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Yeah, dude, no, they had, literally like years ago now. <laughs> yeah, and like now we, we haven't seen yeah, Adam Warlock since. So you have <laughs> not seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Of course, I've seen. It. I gotta it rewatch of, it. It was one oh, of the what? end credit scene where he end was credits. like uh, the uh, in a cocoon, and uh, I forgot the the gold lady's name, but she's like yeah, I call them Adam. Yeah, they made the perfect human, a perfect whatever they are. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really love Guardians of the Galaxy two. It, so. it was weak. Yeah, it was. Weak. I gotta I like. I don't. Was, I don't think I. I don't think I ever gave it a rewatch. To me, it was it was really funny, but it just wasn't that good. Right? Yeah, I mean, that it, was it another. Really because like the ending was great, but the movie itself was not that good. That was another really good. Uh, that was a good, cool villain that they killed off, which could have paid dividends later on. But again, like yeah, hopefully, as I said earlier, hopefully they use this Disney Plus series as a way to keep the good villains in and and continue building them out. All right, so let's close off this show. I thought I think the Loki talk is over. We all agree it was fucking amazing. Can't wait for season two. Uh, I know they're going to start writing it very, very soon. So hopefully we'll get that at some point, maybe summer 2022, early 2023. Uh, So we'll be on the lookout for that. But for our last topic of the day, we always want to know what are people watching. Frankie, I'm going to throw it to you first so we can give our guys a little bit of time to get prepared. What are you watching right now? What should I be watching when I have some free time? Um, Well, I... Recently, I finished Kim's Convenience Store season five. That was fantastic. Fantastic show. Fantastic show. If you haven't watched it, it's a great like feel good family uh, comedy, uh, like little life life lessons and stuff. Great dynamic family dynamics. Um, I watched Black Widow and I loved it. I don't know if we're gonna do a pod on that, but uh, I, I liked it a lot. And um, much better than even I expected. I know I was hating on it before it came out on the pod, and I, I have to give it credit. It was an enjoyable film. Hashtag woman hating moose over here. Not at all. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love them. I'm just kidding. I'm just... <laughs> that was weird. Misogynistic yeah. moose. No. Misogynistic no. moose. That could actually catch on. <laughs> um, and I, I, I recently I started watching Queer Eye again. Uh, the new, the last season. Such a good, feel good show. You know, it just something to have in the background and you catch yourself rooting for for fucking strangers it, it's it's good in this time of fucking uh 
anti-vaxxers and stuff to find some strangers that you're like, hey, I like these guys. I, I root for them. You know? Yeah. I'm with you. What about you, Moose? What are you watching? Uh, well, I have my list right here. So I got two for you guys. Um, number one, Heist on Netflix. Ooh, um, really good. Yes, Christian, thank you, because you were the one that act- – you replied to somebody on Twitter. I think it was uh, at Sweep the Leg, and, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it got on my list. And it's fucking awesome. It's three stories all broken down into like two episodes apiece, documentary style about some of the best heists ever. And the second one is set in Miami and it's fucking hilarious. Shout out my boy Pinky. Make sure you guys watch that. Um, It's really great. And then to combat this, uh, you know, what was it? Misogynistic moose. We're not, we're not riding with that. So to combat that, I want to hit you guys with a really, really, it's, it's a hard watch, but it's fantastic. And I I highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max. It's called Catch and Kill, the podcast tapes. And it's hosted by Ronan Farrow, and it's about the Harvey Weinstein scandal. And he sits down with each um, of the uh, brave women that actually you know, spoke out on the Me Too movement, and they get really deep into how he reported the story. Um, and it's fucking it, – it's a, it's a great watch. So, yeah, those are my two. Alf, what are you watching? Um, I just started Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Um, it's like a science fiction-y – uh you know alternative universe fantasy kind of shit uh it seems okay so far um it could probably lose me after another couple of episodes and one of the only reasons i'm actually investing in it is because they've already renewed it for season two which is a big problem with netflix shows yeah because you made me watch them. jupiter's legacy yeah and then it was like <laughs> oh we're not doing it. What, what do you mean you're not gonna do another uh, another season so anyway, um, Ted Lasso is another one I can't wait. I think the new ep- the yes. new ep- season starts tonight. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Oh, uh, really? Best, yeah, best oh, show on TV, nice. hands down. Um, I love that show. Like Frankie said, something that's actually feel good. Like it, it really helped yeah. me during quarantine when shit was just yeah. fucking abysmal. Everybody, like was, I think that's why it was such a successful show. Yeah, because it was we all needed fucking, to pick me up. It was a terrible fucking time. Um, Kim's Convenience, I finished that amazing show. And then uh, I saw the movie I saw most recently was Black Widow. I loved it. I had no expectations. I thought it was going to be pretty bad. To me, it's actually like in my top five or seven MCU movies. Just completely entertaining from beginning to end. I've already watched it twice. Oh, shit. Nice. With that Disney Disney Plus at home. Is that how you you watched it? Of course. Yeah. I'm not going to movie theaters. Fucking only, only Christian does shit like that. I was this top row right here. We we fucking safety the, first. Delta yeah. variants. Uh, I'm, I'm an AMC shareholder. You motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> support the cause. Listen, <laughs> I, I I plan on going back to the movie theaters because I do miss that experience. But I am loving watching it at home, man. Really, like, give me the at home option I mean, every too. time. For various reasons, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Christian. What are you watching? Marijuana moves. Damn smoke detectors. Uh, we can take that one. Um. Oh, okay. What am I watching? Okay. So <laughs> definitely watching a few things. Uh, we're me and Leslie are in the middle of ripping through Top Chef. Uh, I put out a poll the other day. You can follow Fantastic me at, at HawksBeatMHB. I like to put polls out and see what people think. It's tough, nice. man. Top Chef, Master Chef, both really great chef shows. 
Um, I think chef. I'd still probably give the edge to Top Chef. A lot, Padma has a lot to do with that. But at the same time, Gordon Ramsay, very charming, you know? So it's, it's really tough. Um, Gordon Ramsay really, talks like this, always hitting his hands. <laughs> he knows they're paying attention. So uh, definitely watching that great cooking show. Uh, de- also, uh, we finished it a few weeks ago, and honestly, I missed it so much already. If you haven't seen Below Deck on Bravo, they have Below Deck Mediterranean, Below Deck Sailing. They're all fucking good. It's rich people getting on mega yachts, and you watch the people behind the scenes to take care of them just fucking have a nightmare. And it's hilarious. It is like one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. And I recently, I guess because Loki, you know, got me back into it, I actually got back into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, if you guys are not aware of, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is an actual storyline tied into the MCU that is running in complete parallel with everything else going on in the MCU universe. But the things that go on in that show do have consequences in the MCU. It actually uh, Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually did a direct tie-in to... To fucking, uh, what was it called? Avengers 2 Age of Ultron was actually yes. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. leading you right to that moment. So it's actually, I got it's back into it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I never even watched it. Oh, dude. It, it, is no, it so was really good. It, it, it's really good. And I'm on season four. I think they've already done like seven seasons. So I'm looking forward to ripping through the next three seasons in the next month or two probably. I stopped, I stopped yeah. watching that around like season four. Uh, be, mainly because they, they had so much ready for the Inhumans. Uh, storyline and then humans flop so fucking hard that they couldn't do that yeah. and it lost my it lost my attention. Was yeah. it humans part of the MCU? Because that show was fucking bad. They they were trying yeah. to and Agents of Shield like had a lot. You guys remember when Daredevil and like Punisher like at the beginning oh, yeah. they were part of the MCU. God. By man. the way, now that, that now so that the good. multiverse is open and I, I mean it, that's right. Get excited. Uh, they might be making an appearance. Just, just as like a little drop in, as like it's hey, funny because they were in nope. the MCU. Yeah, but then they they they, they diverted because remember yeah. Daredevil started right after what happened in in, in New York and Avengers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they diverted. Well, like, bring me Cage in the MCU. Like, come on. Like, let's go. Yes. That I think, pu- I think we might Punisher, see it. Man. I'm serious. I think we might see it. Christian, by the way, I loved your what to watch recommendations. I thought that was great. I also loved your cocaine delivery oh, there. I thought it was also, fantastic. Yeah. That was Adam <laughs> um, it was, watch, it really was. Don't watch Batwoman. I watched that on a plane, and that was the worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Thank you, Alf, for creating a new segment, What Not to Watch. I like Do it. Do not watch uh, that shit. All right, well, I think I think that's a good place to end it. Listen, Alf, I'm so excited that we finally got you on StreamBeat. This was great. I I'll had be so back in fun. another two years. All right. <laughs> 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 <laughs>